Hey, a friend, you're now listening to the Shine to Five Method for Side Hustlers podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen N. James. But since you're here, that means that we're peeps, so you can call me CJ. The Shine to Five Method is a hub to help women identified professionals who have a side hustle go from having a boss to being a boss. So listen for tips, guest expert advice, and my personal stories that will inspire and motivate you to take consistent action and shine in your own business so you can break free of your employee mindset. Girl, before you know it, you'll be well on your way out of your nine to five for good, but only if that's what you want. On that note, let's get into this week's episode. Joining me today is Sasha Walton. She is a business strategist and international speaker, the founder of SWI Management Group. And we are going to be talking about the impact of entrepreneurship on your mental health. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Way to start off the year for 2023, right? But before we get into the topic, I want to give Sasha a moment to shine. Tell us more about yourself. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Take it away. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. Happy New Year to you too. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Kristen. It's definitely a pleasure. Hi, everybody out there. I am Sasha Walton. I'm a business strategist and the owner of SWI Management Group. I'm a mom. I am I'm a mom of a daughter and a fur baby. So yeah, I'm a fur baby mom and the a daughter. You know, I love what I do. I love helping people. And that's like the driving force behind everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And I've been in business for almost 20 years and just evolving and pivoting and shifting and doing all kinds of great things. And that's me in a nutshell. That's you in a nutshell. You And you didn't add published author. <laughs> yes, everybody. I am an author. And, you know, I, I forget sometimes I'm so busy about everything else mm. and I forget it, you know, I am an author. And not only that, but for my second book, I'm a publisher. Mm. I publish my book. So I am I own everything on that one. <laughs> I love and, it. And I really love the fact of being able to say that. But I'm a podcaster. So I have a show called According to Sasha Podcast. And as far as my business, like SWI Management Group, we've been doing events for almost 20 years little over 20 years. So that's like the biggest part of what I do is my passion, just being able to plan and organize things. I've worked with independent music artists at one point in my life. So that supports the first book that I wrote was called Beyond the Music. It's the Music Artist Entrepreneurship Guide. And let's see what's on my list. Yeah. I'm one of those people that don't believe in niching down. Mm. I niche accordingly. Ooh. And so, yes, niche accordingly. That's the new word for 2023, you guys, niche accordingly. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times we can have, we're like multiversal. So it's like we have a lot of things that we can do and do well, or there are a lot of things that we can speak on very well. And it doesn't have to be in your industry. They could be empowerment or something like that. And I feel like when people niche down, they niche out their greatness mm. and the opportunity. That can come from that. So that's why I niche accordingly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's me. I think I covered everything. Yeah, you, yes. And other things will definitely come up as we, we continue the yes. conversation. I love that you brought up niche accordingly because I do as a coach, especially since, and we can talk, we can touch on this as well. Since my, I, I, I am multi-passionate as well. I, I wear mm -hmm. a few hats, but talking about, you know, niching down, 
is especially when they're starting their business or they're still in the nine to five setting and they're mm. still figuring out most of my clients do tend to be creatives as well. And as creatives, we sometimes it's hard to pick one, but, but what do you find? Have you, were you always type of the niche accordingly or did you have a time when you just were like pick the one thing and you learn from that experience that you don't want to do that? So I'm about to date myself with this, this answer. So, <laughs> So I am a Gen Gen X. I think X, that's the yes, yes, the best I, generation. Thank you. <laughs> so my business started before we started using niche as a mm. You know, it was all about what do you do? You know, you did it well. It was your skill sets and being the Jill or Jack of all trades and just going into that flow. So I I've started in before the new norms. Mm. So I've always done multiple things. And it was never an issue. Everybody always knew what I did. But I would say the biggest part about it, if anybody is listening, because I don't want to confuse anybody out there, like, mm-hmm. just don't get out there and start doing a whole lot of stuff and people be confused. The whole purpose behind it is having strategy, being strategic with all that you have, and then make sure that all those skill sets wrap into one thing. Mm. Or if you're doing multiple things, that it still have the same sound. You know, like a lot of people say, okay, well, you're doing event management and you're doing strategic development and, and planning. Like, yes, it goes along the board because strategic planning is my strong suit. And then also I'm organizing events, but I could still go and teach a business owner how to use events to scale their business. And then also I could go to another business owner and just still teach them about how they can strategically develop their business. So it's just one of those things where you have to bring in all of those things to make it one ecosystem. Yeah. So all of your different niches and your skills, as long as it's supporting the overall ecosystem of what you have within the business and even your nine to five, like even just taking those skill sets, because it's still part of you right? and embedding them into what you're doing on your business and to see how much you could blossom. So like I said, it's, it's all about strategy on that tip. And just making sure that you're clear about what you're doing. So in that way, people are clear about how to follow you and how to come to you for the services and products that you may offer. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. I love that. Because that is, of course, one of the things that people struggle the most with is, especially when they have a whole bunch of ideas. And I've been dealing with that a lot lately. A lot of my new clients are, it's, it's still an idea. It's that they haven't even really done anything and they don't know what direction to take things and take, take things in where or how to start. So just being able to say, well, who do you want to talk to? Whose problem are you trying to solve? And like you said, like as long as you have a strategy and it makes sense for you and what you want people to know about you and know about your skill set, then I feel like you will absolutely be speaking the right language for the right audience to to resonate with what, whatever your message is. So, and, but with entrepreneurship, our favorite topic the wow. truth about entrepreneurship. And today we're talking oh. about, right? Like the segue, right? The your, your, the impact of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. on our mental health. Because we can also talk about how a lot of times with social media, entrepreneurship can be glorified a little bit. And many can make it seem really, really easy. And people come in and they want to start their business. They want to do their thing and take their hobby to the next level. And they're like, I'm good at this thing. It's going to be great. I'm going to sell and people are going to buy. It'll be awesome. And then they realize, 
oh, <laughs> so there's a little bit more to this. So the self doubt comes up, and and they really start to start to struggle. And I like to talk about the 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 interconnectedness of our personal development and our professional growth. As much as we might like try to have blinders on with entrepreneurship because we're strategic and we're setting goals and we got income goals and in our clients and we're human before anything else. So how, what do you talk to me about like your experience of working with clients and, and being multifaceted, being multi-passionate, the impact yeah. on your mental health and what you've, what you've learned. Yeah. So the biggest part of what I've learned is my own journey. Mm. And, and, and it's the values that you get from your own journey that you can actually pour into other people. But one of the things that I really found when you are looking at entrepreneurship and the mental wellness or the mental health space of things is the fact that there are a lot of things that we don't prioritize that we should, mm. or we prioritize the wrong things. And, and that weighs on us. Like you, you said a whole lot just then, and, you know, just, life in general, it's just in itself. So when you have people glorifying entrepreneurship and people who are starting out in that, in that world, you know, they're automatically looking at the next person as, oh, I have to get to that level of where they are. So a lot of people will try to burn both ends of the sticks before they can understand that you're burning both ends of the stick and you become burnt out in your first few months, in your first year or so. And, you know, and that's why I find that a lot of people, they don't value or don't prioritize the time management, which mm. does play on our mentalness because we're rushing to get something done and we're, we're pressing to get it, to just ca- catch up with the Joneses and keep up with everybody. So we forget about that part. And then also managing our families, our nine to fives, if we're working, the stress that comes along with trying to do everything and multitasking is in itself, it's just something that we just have to get to that point of just stepping back. And, and those are the things that I found out in my own space, in my own journey, because that's what I was doing pre-pandemic. I was everywhere to everybody, everything to everybody, everywhere, just doing it all. Operating like I have tentacles, just managing everything. Yeah. I just put my hands on all. It was the pandemic that sat us all down. Mm. <laughs> but it was in that space that I knew that there were some ways I couldn't show up for other people the way I used to. So I had to learn how to show up for myself because of the impacts the pandemic had on my business. And so in that, I have these values and I'll share a little bit with the people. I found that when we operate outside of our capacity, you have to know your capacity and what you're doing. So if you're starting out in business and you're, especially if you're on a nine to five and you got a side business, Sometimes you go overload yourself and you will operate in that empty glass. You know, everybody had that saying about the empty glass and everything. And if you're not pouring back into yourself, then you're given out of emptiness. And that is a big thing for entrepreneurs because we're building a business. So that means that we're solopreneurs. Some of us don't have a team yet. And we're doing everything. And even if we do have a team, some of us don't like to outsource and still want to keep the reins, mm. you know, on things, even when we have a team. So it's like you have to learn how to operate in your capacity. I would say that would be the number one tip right there. And then always be self-aware. Being self-aware of yourself, you can sit here and say, okay, this is the station I'm at. This is the place that I'm in right now. I need to step back from what I'm doing to be able to see clearly. 
so you can recharge and regroup yourself to go back in. And any first time entrepreneurs and, and beginners, it's like you have to understand that this is not for the week. You have to know what you're getting into. Girl. And I'm going to stop my first thought just to say this real quick, because you know, you mentioned a lot of people have hobbies and they're taking their hobbies and loving them up to businesses and everything. And I always like to say a lot of times when a hobby is turned into a business, a lot of times it's a business because of the need. You know, you're finding yourself, a lot of people, especially us women, you know, if we get to that place that we know we could bring extra income in our household, yeah. we're going to get to work. We know how to nurture and make things work. And that hobby becomes that sustaining part to bring something into your household. And the stress from that can be where you're trying to fulfill that personal need mm. from your business. So that's another stress point. So it's like you have to be self-aware to understand where exactly you are and where you are personally. That's who you're going to be in your business. Yes. And when you're overloaded personally, you're going to overload your business because you're trying to make it work. And I'm only saying this because I've been there. I mean, there, I'm, I've been, I'm a single mom, you know. My daughter is 26 now. She's, you know, grown and everything, about to get married and all this good stuff. But when she was younger, I was in business. And it was one of those things where it went from, oh, yeah, I'm just going to just do this because I want to do it and start getting. And then I started to see how the extra money was coming in to help me. And mm -hmm. because I knew how to do so many different things, I'll go, I, even having a business, I'll go hustle. And my hustle was making jewelry. You know, and I'll go make jewelry and do it real good. Then I'm, I'm bringing more money in because at the time I needed that extra money, you know, bring that money in. But it was a stress. It was stressful on my business or even on the side hustle to my business. It was a stress because I was trying to fill a personal need. And when that personal need is not completely met from your business, then you're stressed. So I just want to say that to a lot of the ladies out there who may be juggling that type of flow in their world. So number one is knowing your capacity. Just to deliver to that, even knowing your capacity, understanding how you show up. You know, you have to show up for yourself in life. You have to show up for yourself and your family and in your business. So being able to have that work-life balance is very important. So knowing your capacity. And then the other tip was being self-aware. And I would just say one more because a lot of these tips I'm dropping, you guys, is for my new book. Ooh, my so read the book. Get the guy, get the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of the highlights and the nuggets of it. But one of the other ones that I really, really love because you touched on this before is about glorifying entrepreneurship. Mm. There's a chapter in my book called Forget the Noise, like wow. silence the chat. Love it. And, and a lot of times we as entrepreneurs, and especially women, it's some things that just, natural, even though it's not good natural things, but we'll compare ourselves. We'll look at this. We'll look at that. So we're a woman, number one, looking at the next woman, what they're doing. And then, okay, we're in business and we'll be like, oh, we're looking at the woman doing her business the way she's doing it. And you, you know, you want to see, especially if you're in the same industry, you want to see how you can level up. And when they're doing their thing and they're already at a certain level and you're trying to get there, then you'll feel stressed out and have that anxiety because you're not showing up the way they are. So my thing is, forget about the noise. Forget about what's around you. Like Kristen said, put on those blinders because it's all about you and your journey and your path and your purpose that you have in this world to be the solution for, you know, your industry, for, you know, whether it's products, whether it's services and, and anything like that. So you have to 
not focus in on those who are saying, oh, I'm earning the six figures and this and that. Oh, and you're still trying to get $50, you know, <laughs> don't worry about all of that. So those are just like some big nuggets. <laughs> big, the big ones, the high level ones. They got to read the book to get the, to go deeper. Get I got to get the book. Get the book. <laughs> and, you know, and, and also you touched on it with glorifying entrepreneurship and forgetting the noise. I also like, there's this whole thing of somebody, when they look at someone and they say that they're, they're hashtag goals. Oh my God, hashtag goals. And I see that all the time. It, it almost grinds my gears because mm. um, f- by all means, be inspired by other, by other people. And, but to want to live their life, you know, their hashtag goals, you end up setting the wrong goals. You end up setting goals or you, the goals that you set or the results that you get, you're not happy with the results because they're not aligned with your values because you're trying mm. to live someone else's life. Yeah. And then you, you establish a goal based on the image. Yeah. You know, you're just seeing an image. You don't know what the deal is behind. You don't even exactly. know that's what You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you, 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 you can't, you, you can't focus on those things. You really you can't. can't. You really can't. You know, it's like yeah. when people say that you, when people try to keep up with the Joneses, you know, you're trying to keep up with Nick Sterney, but they got the Mercedes and you're still driving your Hyundai or whatever. Like, don't worry about all of that, you know, because at least you ain't got the crazy car note that they do. You know, right. you know, keep that balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm actually going to be talking about like we see a lot of you know six figures. I make six figures. I made six figures, and I made seven figures. But there's also the other side of. But how much did you have to invest to get to the six figures? How much mm-hmm. of that is actual profit? <laughs> how when you look at your yeah. bank account, <laughs> is it six figures? <laughs> is it your net? Which right. one is it? Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> it really can take a toll entrepreneurship. And it is it really is not for the weak. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. I will never forget when I first started my business. My coach at the time, and I've always had a coach. That's the one thing I'm always like, please get support. And one of the things I went to her crying about something else in entrepreneurship. And she had said to me, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And that was a thing that I have carried with me. And that was one of the reasons I knew I was, I'm not a quitter. So I knew I was not going to give up. But there were those moments when I was like, should I? (laughs) Those those fleeting moments, you're just like, Right. So, right. Exactly. Exactly. And even when the self-doubt now kicks in yeah. and, and people are questioning and then we attach a lot of our our worth mm. to the results and not the process. So you yeah. might set out for one thing. You might have a desired outcome and then you're looking at the actual outcome. Like, Oh, well, if you fall, you feel like you fell short. But what did you learn yeah. about yourself? In that mm-hmm. process, you would probably have become a much better entrepreneur just during the process. And maybe that's why you ended up with a different type of outcome from what you thought you wanted, because you're probably setting somebody else's goals, trying to live someone else's that's life, cool. right? Exactly. exactly, exactly. So what else yeah. do people keep in mind when they're like, especially starting out, they're doing the, they're have the side hustle. They're doing the things they want to succeed. 2023 is the year, right? This is yeah. the year we're going to do it. It's January. We've got the whole year ahead of us. Please start setting your goals in January. 
do not put it off. What else do you feel like is something, if somebody feels right now like they're really struggling? I like to talk about employee mindset mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. that conditioning we have to break out of, the, that, mm-hmm. uh, that self-awareness, you know, challenging the status quo. But for, for, for you also touch on like work-life balance and, and yeah. I feel like the word balance is something very relative. Again, what works for balance, what's balance for me? It's not yeah. balanced for you, right? So what else should they really be keeping in mind as they just, just trying to get to find their groove? Yeah, one of the main things to keep in mind is you've got to be strategic and you have to have a plan. you got to have a plan. If you are the non-defivers and you have that side business, you know, you're in, a lot of people would say, oh, they love that full-time entrepreneurship phase, right? But you're still in a good position having that nine-to-five and your side business. Now, you still have to use that time management wisely because you're juggling a whole lot, but you want to do it in a wise way that will minimize the burnout. But in that moment, because you have your income coming in from your primary job to support your business, so it can allow you that time to really build and build a solid foundation and I, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, I'm ready to leave this nine to five and do my business full time and everything. I'm like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. make sure you got that plan first. Make sure you had a plan. So I would say if any goals that you're setting, especially like I said, this nine to five is with the, with the business, any mm-hmm. goals that you're setting, you set for your business. And then you start to look at those goals and you create a strategic plan to support those goals for your business. So if the ultimate goal is to, yeah, I want to be my own boss set a five-year goal and then start to develop the strategic plans, not only for your business, but for your personal life. So in that way, it's an easy transition when the time is right. And so when you're looking at that, then you're able to, you know, you you don't have to have that anxiety as much because you're, you're taking care of, because you're, you're a nine to five. So you have that cushion. And you can still explore. You can still find out exactly what it is. You know, granted, some people are just going to go out there and they're going to do their business. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, well, does this work for me? Does this work for me? Or maybe this is not it, this is not it. But you have that cushion with your job. Yeah. And right now, because of all of the recession talks, it's good to stick with your job and still build that business. So in that way, you have a, that support system within your business. I know I said at first people start job. I mean, businesses because of a need. Don't look at it as a need, but look at it as something that's going to be supplying you if you ever need it. But then it's there. So when it's time is right for you to just launch out and do your thing, that that business could be overtaking the job. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm making more money over here than I'm over there. But you allow yourself to be in the marathon of entrepreneurship and not just the race, you know, because it is a long, it's a process. And a lot of times people will skip the steps in a process just to get the end first. You know, a lot of people doing these strategies now is like all about this is, you know, that lean method, you know, everything is so lean now that you're getting rid of a lot of those important steps that you need. So I would just say just you know, just take that marathon and really go forth in that. But that'd be the main thing that I would say for anybody going into 2023 that's looking to start a business or had already started a business and you're working a nine to five, you know, just just be wise about it and, and you know, continue to do the things that help your business evolve to where it can sustain itself. Yeah. 
To help your business evolve. And that's it. it. It's the evolution of your business. When you think about that, you realize yeah. that it is a marathon. You realize that it's and it's okay. And because I, I feel like what I encounter a lot is it's almost like people feel like they're not, their business isn't taken seriously because they're not full throttled, not a full time entrepreneur. And I said, but that's, that's not your journey. And that's okay. You still need the nine to five. You still got to work on your money mindset. You still got to break up with that conditioning. There are a lot of other things, my personal goals that you have to set in order to be successful professionally as well. So Mm -hmm. the evolution of a business also includes your evolution as an entrepreneur and it is absolutely very much, a, a, could be a very slow, very steady, steady race, right? But Miss, Miss Author, what else, what do you have coming up? What do you have going on? What do people need to know about Sasha Walton? So what do I have coming up? So yeah, for 2023, I have some speaking engagements so far, starting to build out that and have some books lined up for 2023 okay that i'm going to be released so i think i'm gonna do like at least two more books but i would just say you guys just follow me because you never know what i'm going to come out right with. you really you really don't you just don't be i follow you and i'm like where is she now <laughs> i love it i love it i am celebrating and cheering and, and doing all that that's because yeah. you and you can tell that the beautiful thing about a successful entrepreneur watching someone that has gone through the trenches is yeah. you can see it it's almost palpable that you love what you do so you might be busy you might be tired you might be like flying all over the place and speaking all in these different but you're doing it because you're doing what you love Right. Yeah. And it's, it, it really does. It translates. And I feel that. So, yes, please. In the show notes, all the details will be there. Please, please, please follow Sasha. And you're welcome for following Sasha and get her book, The Truth About Entrepreneurship, before she gets more, releases more books this year. Before I let you go. OK, so you dropped a whole heap of nuggets. <laughs> but do you have I like to wrap up the episode with a nugget for the listeners. Do you have something else that they really need to keep in mind as they make 2023 their year? Prioritize self-care. Boom. You're going to need it. Prioritize it. Don't just say I'm about it. No, prioritize it. Schedule it. Put it in a schedule, whatever you have to do and what that looks like for you. Make sure you're prioritizing it. This your sanity. It keeps you sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very necessary. And a, yeah. the beautiful way to, to wrap up this conversation. Thank you very much for being here with me today, Sasha. I am wishing you so much more wealth, prosperity, abundant success for 2023 onwards and upwards. And we will be following along. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs> So that's it for this week. But before you go, let me know. Hey, that rhymed. Anyway, what was your favorite part? Actually, you know what I'd love? For you to share your thoughts in a review. And better yet, sharing is caring. So share this episode with a friend. Want to talk to me directly? Be sure to check out my website, kristennjames.com, and you can book your 15-minute intro call. And there's always a gift waiting for you in the show notes, so take a look. Until next week, and as I always say, have a sparkling day.